0: talking about how there are consequences to how we live, the decisions, you might notice a rock, a small smooth rock about this large in diameter over on a mahogany side table. And painted on the top of that rock are the words, God blesses obedience. If I'm not mistaken, one of those stones are also in our bathroom, on the bathroom counter where you see it first thing in the morning. This is something that my wife, Sarah, Address of Moses, where he outlines a series of blessings if the children of Israel obey God, and a series of curses if they choose not to obey. And this is where he says, All these blessings shall. of you who've been obedient to God in your lives you can stand up and give testimony to the truth of this principle. So we decided to go through that process and especially just have the experience. exactly the you know where we can find one. <laughs> i make a long story short. The more we met with that pulpit committee, the more we became convinced that God was calling us to go there. Both of us had grown up in rural churches in the country. We had no desire So often in life, you and I, we want to know what God's specific will is for us. You know, we're young and we think, um, you know, what undergraduate school should I attend, or or what vocation should I choose, or what person should I marry, or should I not be married at all? There are both loads of questions we have for God, and I have a sermon that. will for your life. It involves a lot of prayer. It involves being open to the Holy Spirit. It involves God's Scripture. It involves godly counsel. It involves circumstances. Those are the major contributing factors to determining God's specific will for your life. But that's not really what Paul is talking about here in Romans 12. We can see from the context of these first two verses Paul's concern is that we walk or live in such a way that we present our bodies as living sacrifices holy. Meaning, on our behalf for us to accomplish just this, to not be conformed to the world, but to be transformed by the renewal of our minds according to God's will. And just as an aside, you know, we intercede for ourselves every time we pray the Lord's Prayer and say, "Thy will be done so that's one way we're interceding for ourselves as individual Christians and corporately as well, it seems to me. But not only do we see a picture of the fact that God has a will for us in this text, but we also learn a few characteristics. It's not an exhaustive list, but a few characteristics of what that will is like three words because I should have to convince you of the truth of this, but in case you wonder, we know God's will is good because that's what His Word tells us. It tells us His his will is good in so many different ways. But one way is to look at Psalm 119, you know, a psalm that's totally about God's written Word, and that's what His will is for you and me. And in Psalm 119, I have no understanding at all. Six to leave this life. You know, it's like when we have our children in the home with us, one of the things we're always supposed to be doing is preparing them for the day they're no longer in our home. It's the same way in life. You and I are to be preparing ourselves for that day when God calls us home. And one of the ways we do that is to So, see here that God's will is perfect. Now, Webster's Dictionary defines perfect as complete in all respects, and that's the basic meaning here. Gracias. Churches we serve and on and on we can go. But make sure you don't misunderstand what I'm saying. That doesn't mean that our lives will be perfect and that there'll be no struggles as we're proving the will of God. What is? true in the Apostle Paul's life, who though he was proving God's will, at the same time was suffering for it, and not only that, but enduring attacks from Satan. He talks about that in 2 Corinthians 12, where he tells us about this thorn in the flesh from Satan. He says there in the midst of all of that that he heard from Jesus, age says, Father, if it's your will, remove this cup from me, this cup of suffering. better than ourselves. If we're going count others better than ourselves, that means we're humble. And so he wants an illustration to show what humility really is. And that's when he starts to talk about Jesus Christ, who though he was equal with the Father, did not count that equality with a, a thing to be grasped and empty himself, taking the form of a servant. Jesus proved that God's will was good and acceptable and perfect. I believe in Him. And you and I can do the same. And Paul tells us how, right here in these two verses, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. With that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good.